pet peeves about when like buying a used movie is sometimes the box is just garbage. Not that the box is garbage. It's like if the box is chipped or whatever, it's like fine. I know what I'm getting into. But you don't know if the box latches properly until you have it in your hands. <laughs> it's actually one of those weird business ideas that I had. I have no idea how successful it would be, but like not. buy uh, probably not. Uh, just buy like a really uh, like a good grade of printer, and then like print off like box art for people who buy like. A, a game or a movie that didn't come with the original box and then just like charge them 50 cents or however much it costs to like print out a label that will fit into the box. I regret to inform you, Robbie, that already exists for video games. It's called limited run games. Also, I feel like you just like have a printer. I feel like most yeah. people, I'm going to say, I think printers are becoming much less common in the household and also the people who have them don't have good printers. Yeah. What about fax machines? Those are still everywhere, right? Uh, every hospital, yeah. yeah. I'm not joking. It's not our home. You don't. Li- well, some people live there, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> but true. But true. But true. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, like a, an actual, like, good printer, like a photo grade printer. Yeah. What's a photo? What? How much would that cost you? Eight hundred, possibly. So it would take you like seven years to yeah. get back. This to your is money? why I say it's not exactly a good business idea. <laughs> Listen, but also like- I would have like good box art for all of my games it now. is fun though yeah welcome everybody <laughs> to another episode of the last ones in podcast i'm dry actually joined today by e hello and robbie hi and we're sleepy today we're all just a little sleepy and out of well e is always sleepy yeah uh robbie is just sleepy because he had events happen in life things happen today and i'm sleepy because i'm old i wasn't even given caffeine this time you weren't that's my bad that's that's really on me. You could chug a bad Mountain Dew if you want. No, those are all bad. Or a you Pepsi. only have bad soda. Yeah, I've not been drinking soda uh, since yeah. I started using the Circle water bottle. Um, this episode hashtag. brought to you by no, hashtag be a great sponsor. sponsor honestly, that'd be a great yeah. sponsor. I really like my Circle bottle. Actually, I didn't like the horchata flavor. It just tasted like cream and like, sugar. I was gonna say, why would you want rice milk as a flavor for your water? The blue one tastes medicinal. So if you like medicinal taste. Uh, I really like guava. Guava's a good flavor. The sweet tea, if you like tea. Or actually, I haven't tried the sweet tea yet. The mango uh, we should tea. St- they should sponsor us if we're going to keep going on Yeah, like you're this. right, actually. They have so many flavors. <laughs> and what a deal. <laughs> Listen, if you guys go to our Twitch and you see trying every circle flavor on it, you know, you know what happened. You know it all worked out in the end. That'd be really fun, but also a nightmare oh, to get you set have to up. Oh, you pee so much, though. Not even that. Like, you have to, like, everyone takes this, like, I drink it, and then you clean it off and then hand it to the next person. We'd have to have three bottles. We'd yeah, have to but have like, three of everything. That's, yeah, three of the each flavor. That would cost so much. It costs so much. You couldn't do it in one day. You couldn't do it. That's I think you could, could, but you'd be regretting it afterwards. Because, like, you you could just take a sip, be like, mm-hmm, yes, yes, flavor, flavor. Then you just take the flavor out, and then you replace the flavor. So you're probably drinking, like, two two fillings of it total mm-hmm. in the stream, I feel like. No, it takes, I feel like it takes two or three sips to get some flavor out of no. there. Yeah. You could just crank that bad boy to nine. Oh my! Have you done that? No, I I barely go past four. I actually can't swallow it when I crank it up all the way. It's, <laughs> it's so syrup. gross. It's just syrup. It's. Disgusting. I was gonna say, I, I, sad enough, I can see if we actually did something like that for a stream. Dry I would have to make an abomination, so it's just like a cup that has every single flavor, but it just looks well, like water. Yeah, yeah, so like it's a filter. Yeah, this I know is how it works. Unfortunately, it's very cool. It means no, no wait, backwash. no, no. You could do it. So like, you take a swig, 
and then you spit that into a cup. Oh. <laughs> you can just squeeze the bottle. You cannot. Well, you can't squeeze the bottle. It's not. It's hard plastic. It's all hard plastic, Robbie. Squeeze the bottle. It I mean, maybe like Robbie that. could, actually. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. The bottle won't work after. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Today, we watched a Ouija, Origin of Evil. Yeah. It is the prequel to Ouija. It came Evil. out. <laughs> nope, just called Ouija. Just Ouija. Just Ouija. Uh, the original Ouija came out in 2014. We will never be watching that movie. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I hate now. that movie. That's, it's really bad. It's I very asked, mid. I asked him if he hated this movie. It's because I thought this was that movie. I was yeah, really yeah. curious why he would show it to uh, us. <laughs> yeah, whenever this movie like first came out on Blu-ray, Dry kept on like telling me like it's a good movie, you should watch it, but I saw the original one and I kept on telling him no. And so he had to do a lot of convincing to get me to actually sit down and watch this movie the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's fun. Yeah. Um the original is not fun. It takes like an hour to get to anything and it's only like an hour and 20 minute movie. Actually, I think it might be 2 hours if I remember. I remember it feeling very long. The you point look it up, it's 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that first movie sucks ass. This one actually good, and I think it's because they just lucked out in getting like an actual filmmaker, Mike to, Flanagan. Yeah, to actually make their movie, and he wrote it. So I mean, he was involved in the process. He saw something there, I guess. Yeah. Also, yeah, the original one was an hour and twenty nine minutes long. It felt like three. It's probably because it has a has a whole five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not good, and a whole one point seven out of five on Letterbox. It's or not, Letterbox D. It's not a good movie. It's not, not a good movie at all. Uh, I think the biggest thing about that, if we're going to start shitting on the original movie, uh, the fact that they actually had to like add scares into the trailers of that movie that are not in the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, the best way that I could describe Ouija Origin of Evil is, what if, so Final Destination movies, if the Final Destination movies, how they, like, they have like the weird scenarios where it's setting up something to where it's obviously a kill, what if like only the setup and then very end maybe a kill? Like, nothing happens in that first Ouija movie. And it feels so bland and boilerplate. It is... It's a lot of people walking around a house while, like, violins play in the background. Like, something's gonna scare you. Something's gonna scare you. That was stupid. Yeah. It's the most 2014 horror movie in the world. It's awful. And I watched it in theaters. Oh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) I actually own... So I hate the first one. But I loved the... Do you own it? I uh, I loved the prequel so much I had to buy the first. No, one. you don't. I had to. You literally don't. I had to. Do, I literally had to. You don't have to own movies you don't want. Yeah, huh? The, 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 this is something I might use against you next time you tell me that or that I was wrong for buying all of the Final Fantasy games. Dry's just in, like I don't get what he does because like I have an excuse because people just give me movies like I get them for free. <laughs> so like if it's a movie I don't like, whatever I got it for free. Like Dry spends money on bad movies that he hates. It was four dollars. You know what else is four dollars? You could have got two McChickens. Mm, one now. No, because it's a buy one get one for a dollar. Oh wow! I could have gotten two McChickens. You could have got two McChickens. Shit. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Definitely not. McDonald's <laughs> even need sponsor anyone? No. Yeah, it's, it's McDonald's. Who they do they sponsor usually like way bigger uh, streamers and podcasters. PewDiePie, uh, Markiplier. Okay, close enough. Is he going to do the Iron Sub meal when it to, for no the idea. release of that movie? And you just open it to Soggy Hamburger. <laughs> I don't get it. He's making a movie called Iron... Or is it Iron Lung? Iron Lung, sorry. Yeah. Not Iron Sub. Oh, I, Iron, I thought it was a movie about a sandwich. 
No. <laughs> no, remember that game I told you that you could probably never play because of your fear of the deep ocean? Yeah. Uh, it's a movie based off of that game. Oh. He's very passionate about it. Yeah. Huh, that's good. Good for him. Yeah. Hopefully it comes out and it's good. So he's, McDonald's going to do the iron lung meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a rusty McChicken. That's no, no, no. It's going to be a rusty fish fillet. It's gonna, it has to be fish. It's the fish fillet, and then your drink is just tartar sauce. <laughs> and then no fries. In That's, fact, no bun either. You just no get, the, you just just get the, the fillet. Yeah. It's, it's just a fish fillet, and then in whatever you order as your drink, it's just blood. You, all, you, you waterboard it. Also, <laughs> and then there'd be some sort of like TikTok comes out and like, guys, I have this great McDonald's hack. Order buns on the side. <laughs> if you order the iron lung meal and ask them to g- throw it in the trash, they'll just give you it <laughs> for free. <laughs> but if you ask for buns, they may weld you inside of a submarine. <laughs> if you ask for buns, they will ask you to leave. Yeah, because they they got you say you got no buns, huh? What they say to you. Probably. They will shoot you on sight. <laughs> um, so, Ouija. Yeah, so Ouija Origin of Evil. Mike Flanagan directed, helped write it. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Mike Flanagan did Oculus and Hush and another movie. I haven't seen it. And Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. I haven't seen it. And Midnight Mass. I haven't seen it. And All very good. And most recently, The Fall of the House of Usher. I haven't seen and it. the Midnight Club. I haven't seen it. One for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they did like that one out of the twenty. I did. I Oculus s- is great. I could swear that we had sat down and watched Midnight Mass. Midnight now. Mass. No, that was with nope. D. I think. No, it's a show. Yeah. What? We didn't do that. We've watched th- like four shows total. Maybe I was just watching it. I, I think you're like, just we watching do this it. For the podcast. <laughs> you watched it and talked about it a lot on the live show. Yeah, I did. I've watched it a lot. It was a really good show. Um, so yeah. He's my favorite horror director. That's fair. Like maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, who you got? You got like Hitchcock. Hitchcock, yeah. Yeah, Hitchcock's good. I think that's it. Um <laughs> James Wan, I guess. Yeah, James Wan. If you say good. you guess, it doesn't count. I mean, he is a horror director. He's not my favorite horror director. He's extremely uh, important to horror. I also learned recently, maybe I knew this, maybe I didn't, but he directed Final Destination 1 and 3. Weird. Hmm. Fucking every franchise. Yeah. <laughs> this man is like a lot of franchises that people talk about pretty fondly. Yeah. At least for the first couple of them. People do not talk about Final Destination anymore at all. They will next year when the new one comes and out. The most is some people are like, yeah, that bridge scene was pretty cool, I guess. That was no. I think people do not talk about the bridge scene fondly. That's the only thing I've. Ever, I, that's the only thing I've ever heard anyone talk. about. I think about. the bridge scene is one of the least liked opening uh, death things. Actually, I think the one a lot of people talk about is probably the highway crash scene because of the logs falling off of the semi truck. Yeah, I think the ones that people remember fondly are two and three, which is the two is the highway and three is the roller three, coaster. Yeah, I was gonna say three is roller coaster, right? Yeah, three was also in three D. And on the DVD, it had a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, we had that DVD. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. You could set the you could set it to 170 degrees for the tanning thing. Yeah. And then when you look at any other scene with the tanning thing in it, it was whatever the original thing was. <laughs> it's so dumb. I, I, it, we should never bring it back. I love the stupid DVD gimmicks 
when they were like, man, we got to have something. We can't just have a movie on this. What? It's just a movie. They're not going to buy it. They'll it's just get a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, what about Choose Your Own Adventure? It, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. What if we changed it? We, we can't. The actors left. They're gone. So we're doing it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's some movies. There's one movie in particular that was designed around the Choose Your Own Adventure concept as a film. So really, it's an interactive Clue. thing. No, it's not it was the return to the house on Haunted Hill. Huh. It was designed from the get-go to be a choose-your-own-adventure thing, so they filmed a bunch of different scenes, different ways, and endings, and all kinds of stuff. So the DVD version of that is the best way to watch that movie, technically, but that movie's bad, so don't. Uh, yeah, Black Mirror, make one, too, or something. Yeah, Bandersnatch. Yeah, which we started playing it and then stopped because I got bored. That's always what you want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what every every creator thing well, wants to hear. I mean the the House of Ashes people. That's that's arguably just a choose your own adventure movie. Yeah, yeah, I can argue that. I would argue that one that I like. I don't. You don't. That was that was very. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great time too. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. Uh, I have seen it a few times, Robbie. This is the second time I saw it. The first time I saw it was whenever you kind of forced me to watch it. Yeah. E. No. <laughs> so yeah what a surprise what a surprise um let's go ahead and get some initial opinions here e i don't really know what to think here i think it's dumb and bad really yeah oh no i think there's like three cool scenes in the entire movie oh no yeah, i didn't I, I i didn't like it at all wow well that's not good <laughs> no uh you can imagine me sitting here in silence as you guys praise this one uh yeah this movie's amazing no i hate actually. it actually i really don't like it man so why why i think i don't like the cinematography at all in this movie really i the characters are whatever um wow i feel like it's just it's in fact what you said about the ouija where it felt like it was like a ton of setup and like none or barely any payoff i felt like that was this movie oh man you've the original man. You'll yeah, is it the thing again where my standards are too, where my standards aren't low enough? No, I, I no, I don't even think it's that. I think this movie's actually very good. Like, I don't, I don't think this is a stand. I think this movie's actually just very good. No, nah, I did not like it at all. Wow, wow. I, I didn't expect you to, like praise it, but I didn't expect that. No, I was so bored the entire time. Quite wow. frankly, wow. Genuinely, three scenes I liked in the whole movie. Wow. Okay. Well, Robbie. I liked it. <laughs> it's like not my favorite horror movie or anything, but it is a, a good one, though, especially considering what the first one is. Uh, it like takes everything that the first one could have been and made it better. And like to be fair, like it is a Hasbro game that they're trying to base an entire movie franchise off of. To be fair, Hasbro likes to act like it's a real thing. They do. They do like to pretend like it's a real thing. You know, until the lawsuits come around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then they're like, it, it's it's a game, guys. It's clearly a game, about? unless you want to use it in your real life and then convince people that it's not. In which case, it's not a game, guys. It was real. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I think there are some things cinematography wise that I do like about it. How like they tend to hide a lot of the scares in the background of it, so unless you're paying attention to it, you're not really going to see it. I also like how because this takes place in the '60s, they did a lot of things that you'll just see in 1960s horror movies in this, yeah. but with kind of almost like a modern spin on it. Uh, it feels almost like very Omen, or the movie The Omen, 
like in a lot of ways or for how like how they filmed a lot of the scenes but more modern yeah yeah um i guess i gotta be the voice of reason here i wonder what jiraiya thinks i really do love this i don't think it's like an amazing amazing movie but i think it is really good horror i think it has more than three good scenes i think i think it's a whole good movie (laughs) i think the whole thing is really really good um Again, this is a throwback to B-horror movies from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, that's the I whole... still have yet to see any. Yeah, you haven't. Uh, but that's what this whole month has been, is that. And this does a really good job at that, from the cigarette burn stamp to transition between quote-unquote reels that it does. Yeah. Um, the filtering effects that it has on there. The I, I did want to ask if that was just an aesthetic or not. Yeah, yeah it was okay. definitely an aesthetic, because it was uh, kind of a, almost a love letter to like 60s and 70s horror movies. Yeah, I just was curious if it was, like, using that to subconsciously try to tell you something was about to happen. No. Because I also noticed, like, sometimes they were, like, a black stain and sometimes it was a white stain. No, it's just called a cigarette burns, what films oh. used to have to uh Whenever signify. they had an edit. Well, no, not an edit. It was to signify to the projectionist when to change the reels over. So the first one's warning, the second one is flick the switch so they can change the reel over. Um... Uh yeah, no, I think this is really good. I think that it is a really fun elevated way to do a really dumb concept, honestly. Yeah. I think there's like, a lot of thought put into like how do we how do we make a Hasbro game scary? Yeah, like it, it honestly it feels like Mike Flanagan was like, "All right, challenge accepted. Let's see what we can actually do with this dumb concept." And I think it worked. I think it works really well. I like all the actors a lot in it as well. I think they all do really good. I like all the characters. They feel believable and real. Uh, I like it a lot. I just, I'm just i like the exact opposite of E on this one. He says there's three scenes I hate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's good and smart. Three scenes I hate. <laughs> and in a weird twist of fate, I'm the middleman. Uh, it's not a twist of fate. You're always the middleman. <laughs> I know. Unless it's a Japanese movie, in which case I end up the middleman. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm shocked. I don't even know where to go from here. You're like, shit. I, I thought you would at least have a positive opinion to say. I mean, this might just turn to another episode over try and E argue about semantics of this movie. I don't even think we're going to be arguing much. I just like, because it's just, it, it's something that, like, I, I try, I try to, like, have somewhat of an opinion every now and then. There's just a movie I, like, end up in the middle with. And I, I always, like, feel bad on those episodes because I feel like those are kind of, like, I don't know. The, the biggest example was Uncharted because I think I literally spent that entire episode just me being like, yeah, I don't know, it was fine. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I just, I just didn't, you know, maybe I don't have the appreciation of what it's going for in a sense, too. I mean, maybe that. There's maybe not the shock of knowing how actually terrible the original one is, too, and then going into this one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, maybe my standards aren't low enough. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know. Because, like, I do look at this, and, like, it has a lot of really good kind of, like, Mike Flanagan moments in it. Like, it has a lot of really good dialogue pieces. It has a lot of characters not being just idiots, yeah. honestly, which is, like, a huge thing in horror is characters are so often just giant idiots, and in this, they're not. Yeah. That is a good thing in Mike Flanagan movies in general, and I guess also in TV shows, is like, there's not dumb characters. They don't make dumb choices of like, oh, don't go up the stairs or whatever. Like, they, if they get outsmarted, they get legitimately outsmarted when they do a smart decision still. Yeah. yeah. And this movie does have a lot of that too, of like, they've made the right choices, but still, you know, 
this happened. Now you're just making me think of how good Oculus is. <laughs> Oculus is great. Oculus is good. It's what gave Flanagan his uh his get going. As, uh, we, uh, I kept talking about it as we kept watching these movies. I I think Oculus would also be in like my top five horror movies of all time. Very good. It's very very good. I don't think it's even my top five Mike Flanagan projects anymore. Illegal. Um, his shows are just so so good. I mean, I just mentally separate those a lot. I don't think you can with Flanagan. His I shows probably, you you're really underestimating me. I think you can. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think it would be fair to do so. Because his horror projects are honestly kind of genre changing and genre defying. Because yes, there's horror. It's very much rooted in kind of like that Stephen King idea. idea. Mm. Like yes, it's horror, but it's not about the horror really. It's these horror concepts used to bring you into this emotional realm. Um, he does a great job at that, I think. And I think even knowing this is a prequel, um. I didn't remember shit about that first movie. <laughs> so the ending of this still took me by surprise. Um the extra credits ending or No, yeah. just the normal ending. Oh, okay. No, the extra the post credits is just dumb. <laughs> it's just like, eh, this, just, see? <laughs> like, let's see, yeah, they they are connected. That's basically what they're doing at the end of this one. Yeah. For the much. after credits scene. Yeah. Um they do both take place in the same house, which is fun, I guess. All two of them. All two yes. of them. I said both. <laughs> I thought you said they do all take place. In the oh, same maybe house. I did. I don't know. Uh, they both take place in the same house, though, which is cool. Um. So yeah, I guess let's say, uh, Robbie, if people want to watch this, where can they do that? So there are the usual suspects for this one. It's Vudu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, and Redbox. Uh, actually, scratch that. Vudu and Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. And then it's YouTube, Google Play, and Redbox for three ninety nine. But the easiest way to watch this is it is on Netflix, at least here in the Americas. Uh, if you're not in America, check Sorry. your yeah, check your <laughs> uh, Netflix, see if it's on there or not, because it, the whole you know border cross or yeah borders when it comes to streaming border is crossing. weird. Rights and who has rights where is right. very annoying. Um, which a VPN doesn't even help for because Netflix actively has VPN blockers and stuff now. Now they do, yeah. Fucking annoying. Uh, I mean, I one I hate Netflix with all my heart because of how terrible they are. But like, that's one of the things I'm like, they probably were just getting a lot of pressure from the like movie people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, this movie is rated PG-13 for disturbing images terror and thematic elements that's the smallest text i've ever seen in my life sorry it's the back of the box here uh and the length of this film is three years one hour and 39 minutes it's only 10 minutes longer yes it's a very it's a very quick romp i yeah. think honestly say no. the line e it's too long. It is, in fact, <laughs> it is not too long. long. It is not too I long. I think you could chop uh, an hour and a half off of this movie. No, no, no. And then you no, get the three no. scenes I like, and then uh, you're good. No, I'm interested to see which three scenes you actually. I think I know which three you can, scenes. I you get. Like. I bet you could guess two of them for sure. I can guess two. I'm not sure on the third. The, the third is probably one that you could technically argue is just a thing that happens all the time. But it was like I like it in this one part. Okay, uh, we'll get to it. It's pretty early. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, Ouija. 
you've you're in the house. Wait, wait, wait. One whoa, more whoa, thing. Whoa, There's whoa. a back what of the box. Forget? Oh yeah. All right, back of the box. Yes, no, A, B, C, D. Yeah, it's actually e, just F. a Ouija board at the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, here we go. It was never just a game. Inviting audiences again into the lore of the spirit board. Ouija, Origin of Evil, tells a terrifying new tale in 1967 Los Angeles. A widowed mother and her two daughters add a new stunt to bolster their seance scam business and unwittingly invite authentic evil into their home. When the youngest daughter is overtaken by the merciless spirit, this small family confronts unthinkable fears to save her and send her possessor back to the other side. So I did just want to check, because I was curious when the Ouija board was invented. Uh, 1890? Wow. <laughs> so obviously Hasbro didn't invent it. No, no they, they just, just stole it. it. Yeah, they just hold that's the rights they, to it. That's all their things. Yeah. I don't think they actually invented anything. <laughs> they are the Apple nerf? board games. Do they, is it Hasbro's nerf? Is Hasbro nerf? I don't is think that so. A, is, that's got to be just nerf, right? No, nerf is owned by someone. I I know that. No, because it's nerf for nothing. Can't be owned by somebody if it's for nothing. Nope, that is Hasbro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought so. Because I, I watched the thing where they were going over like some of the failed stuff that were being made. And one was basically they were just marketing beer pong to kids. What? Uh, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> they had to change it a bit. That was their, their initial pitch because they are like, what's something like we could make a bunch of money off of like the this, how cheap it is to make versus the thing we call it kool-aid basketball <laughs> no also, like they made it like a trick shot thing oh also apparently nerf actually is an acronym for what never eat non-expanding recreational fried. foam that's dumb yeah <laughs> which one <laughs> the foam part <laughs> uh yeah but uh, I just remember I learned that because like they were saying when the sales started going down, they were like trying to think of new ways to re to like reinvent it, and they like brought all this stuff. And Hasbro was like, "What if we just like market it as a Nerf product?" And it worked. No. Oh, they didn't do that. Oh, they're like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, there's like maybe just don't market beer pong to kids. Uh, no, it sold great for like a year and a half. Oh, and then the kids got drunk. No, again, <laughs> I, again you just it was just to do trick shots. You, they didn't you didn't put anything in it. Well, you didn't. You didn't have to put anything. You actually shouldn't because it had electronics in it. Oh, what? Yeah. That's weird. So it made a noise when you did a good trick shot. I wonder if it was used for colleges a lot. Maybe? I doubt it because, again, you shouldn't put liquid in it. Well, also, though, with beer pong, you just put, like, water in the cups if you're being sanitary and you have your drink and you take a drink of it. Sure. If you're not being sanitary, you fill the I have never seen a play like that. Every time I've seen someone play beer pong, they drink out of the cup. That yeah. you scored in, but yeah, every time sanitary. I've ever seen anyone play beer pong, it was the water one. Weird. It's not sanitary to do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Shucks, I, uh, you know, I. It's crazy they weren't thinking very about that. Yeah, well, it's weird. Apparently, we actually know uh, some alcoholics that actually think whenever they're doing their alcoholic games. Yeah, a little bit, at least. <laughs> they prepare a little bit. Oh man. Anyways, Ouija. Ouija. Eighteen ninety. E. Yo. Get us started. Yeah, so there's this family of scam artists who do seances, and they're like, it, it starts with them doing one for this father and their children, and it's like, or and this one kid. His daughter. His daughter. And he's like, 
hey, is my wife there? And she's like, oh, I hear your wife. I You can ask three questions. And he's like, uh, are you okay? And then she's like, blow out the candle if no. And the candle's like, oh, he's like, yeah, she's fine. Uh, she She's great. She loves you a lot. And she <laughs> forgives you. Uh, and then he's like, uh, are you in pain? And he's like, no, he, she's luckily fine. She got over her illness, cancer. And he's like, oh, my God, how did you know? <laughs> and then the third question was, hey, uh, is my daughter trying to scam me out of money? And then the candle uh, doesn't blow out. And then the ghost pops out of the the screen. Oh, my God. Oh, but it's not a ghost. No. It's a scam. It's uh, a scam. She, they, in fact, didn't take the money, though. And the daughter's like, man. Uh, that lady was just stealing all her dad's money. And she's like, we're not supposed to judge. And she's like, oh, yeah, then why'd you blow out the candle? And she's like, I'm not a good person. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she uses her two daughters to scam people out of their money. Uh, but business isn't doing so hot. Also, their dad died. Yes. Dad died. Uh, drunk driving accident. He wasn't drunk. Drunk no. driver hit him. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. So, somewhere in Los Angeles, probably. Yeah. Also, it's uh, 1962, 1972, 1977, I and the mom just, her only job is scamming people and doing uh, readings, palm readings, and seances, Tarot and the whole readings. thing. The whole yeah. nine yards of scamming. I don't, they're doing, they have a pretty nice house, though. They it's have, the 60s. They have a very nice house. There's a TV in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How expensive Back, those were in the 60s? About 19 inches, even. <laughs> yep. A huge TV. <laughs> that was like a $3,000 TV in 1960s. Which, you get the idea that they were doing very great until dad died yeah and then who knows what he did i'm just saying maybe they should have pawned off the tv no it's 19 inches <laughs> can't you get pawn that. off a 19 inch tv gotta keep that baby weighed 500 pounds also hardly get out of the house yeah <laughs> uh yeah so you know there's there's trouble in paradise as they say anyways the daughter sneaks out to a, her friend's house as they drink coffee not totally coffee. coffee. They said coffee. Straight up alcohol. Oh, no, they said it's coffee, man. <laughs> would a teenager they said ever they were drink- lie? Good point. No, they would never lie. They were drinking coffee, and then they gave her a little pill that was a cheeseburger afterwards. <laughs> yum, yum. It's um, <laughs> space food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the older teenage daughter does that sneaking out thing. And it's like, hey, I have a Ouija board. And the daughter's like, hey, yeah, that's bullshit. I get enough bullshit from my bullshit mom, you know? And she's like... Well, let's play it anyway. She's like, no, okay. Yeah, I guess peer pressure is a bitch. Peer pressure is a bitch when you're that age. It's a lot. Not for me. I just played video games. Well, you weren't around peer pressure enough. That's a lie. You were around a lot of peer pressure, actually. <laughs> yeah. There's a constant peer pressure yeah. from someone in my life. <laughs> I won't name names, but there, it may be related to the fact that I was very familiar with beer pong as a 12-year-old. It's true. Yes. Uh, uh, anyways, so yeah, they do the thing, and the daughter's like, you know it's bullshit, right? Like it just uses the the tense up of your fingers and this and that. The the actual information. Yeah, the actual yeah. thing of like why Ouija works. Yeah. 
Uh, the thing I like about the scene, though, is that it is remarkably funny. Just because that one friend that's, oh, my God, every yeah. five seconds. Like, every time anything happens, the one friend's, oh, my God. And the exact same way. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. That was one of those perfect, uh, like, rules of three jokes. Yeah. Anyways, the mom came home early, and the f- friend screams bloody murder. Yes, for way too long, which is also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, teenage girl gets in the car. Mom's like, I can't, I can't believe you would do something like this. We're supposed to be a team. Clearly not a team. She's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should get a Ouija board. It's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you. We're, we're professionals. Anyway, so the next day she buys a Ouija yeah. board and learns how to, tr- <laughs> to fake it. Yeah, immediately just like, all right, well, how do I make this magnetic and all this stuff? And she makes it look old and all, all this nonsense. I think it just looks like that in the, in the 60s. No, she, she did stuff to it. She just painted magnets on it. No, she painted magnets onto it, and then she like did stuff to the other thing. She made it look dumb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's what I said about this movie, and you got mad at me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, we hit the scene you liked yet? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, while the bomb is uh, doing some stuff with the Ouija board and like trying to like doing fake questions while she's moving it with her legs to see if she can get it to make it seem like it's moving on her own, uh, her daughter upstairs just answering the questions that she's asking. Well, because she broke one of the three rules immediately. You never play, play by alone. yourself. Don't play in a graveyard. Always say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And she broke all the rules immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that is one of the big things about this movie is that they actually never say goodbye after doing their seances. Yeah. Never. To be fair, we don't know if they do or not, arguably. No, we know they don't. <laughs> <laughs> not be, nobody said goodbye at the end of any of them. Yeah. What if they did it off screen? Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> They don't show everything. It's movie magic. <laughs> I'd say that's actually a big thing about the first movie for how garbage that one was. Like, uh, they, they always, always said goodbye. Yeah, they always said goodbye at the end of it until they didn't, and then shit started happening. All right, maybe they didn't say goodbye. Like, if they made <laughs> yeah. such a point in the first movie to do it. They did. They make a huge point about it. All right. Yeah, but yeah, they break all the rules. Uh, the daughter has questions. The elder daughter, Lena. It's Lena, Doris, and then mother. I don't know her name. Mother. Mum. Mumsy. Mumsy dearest and father Alice. Yeah, yeah father Alice. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Father Tom or something. Yeah, know. it's Father Tom. Yeah. yeah. Uh that's the only characters you need to know. That's really the only characters in the movie. They're not a lot of characters. That's no. another reason why I like it actually. Very small cast. I feel like you really get to know them really well. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so that's happening, and then the daughter that night goes down and plays it on her own in the dark and is like, Hey, Dad, you there? And it goes to the yes, and it's like, oh my gosh. And she looks in through and peers through the looking glass. Through the planchette. Yeah. The looking and glass. What I Actually, the thing that I really like about that, because they do the look through the planchette thing a few times, you don't actually like look through it with them until probably like the fourth time they do it. Something like that, yeah. Which I thought was actually a really cool way to like, build tension, because you like have no idea what they're seeing. But really they're cool. seeing something. Seeing something. I thought it was really good. Anyways, now we're at the scene I like, actually. Oh. I think. I don't know. Because next is like where the blanket gets, keeps getting pulled off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that keeps happening, and then it's like, Doris, you jerk. And then she goes to sleep, and you can look in the back, and there's just a guy standing there. Yeah. Yep. That's the scene I like. It's good. There's a guy there. Yeah, it's really good. That's that's it. <laughs> that, that's not just it. That's a good scene. Yeah. That's I really like good. It. Um... So yeah, there's actually like a lot of stuff in the background in this. Yeah. It's very good. Very Juwan. 
I just like that one because it doesn't like play a noise. I feel like some of the times they just will play a noise. Not always. Not always. It doesn't really get that until the third act. It yeah. really doesn't play noises until the third act when it's supposed to be very intense. Uh, I just, I just really like that one because that one's just very easy to miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of those that are really easy to miss. Um, goes to the next day, uh, and they're at school doing school stuff. Yeah. Or uh, no, actually, I think it's cut like a few days ahead because it's uh, Lena is at school. And it's like, hey, where's your uh, sister at? Wait, no, actually, that doesn't happen yet. Yeah, no, happy yet it's Doris is getting bullied and then yeah. the mom's like, I'm going to fucking beat, beat up these goddamn 12-year-olds, yeah. goddamn nine-year-olds, I mean. And then the father Tom's like, yo, get out of here, hooligans. Ayo, Doris, man, if you ever need someone, you know. <laughs> I think the father, he's kind of creepy. I don't like him. I mean, the finger guns didn't help when he's like, need anything? <laughs> um, I like the father in this a lot, actually. I think he's a really good character. But again, I think that that is maybe a biased thing because he's in like all of Mike Flanagan's things. And I just think he's a really good actor. Uh, so it might have something to do with it. But I think he does really good in this still. So. He's a priest. He's good. He plays his role really well. Yeah. And he... he Considering how many like boilerplate priests they have in horror movies, and he's not that, it's kind of refreshing in this movie. Yeah, he's actually like very smart, I think. Yeah. So that's nice. Um so yeah. Uh ends up taking the daughter home. They do a whole set because the daughter's like, we should do a seance, because dad's here. Uh and then they do the seance. Also, there was a f- foreclosure. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a foreclosure, foreclosure thing on the house. Very important, actually. When she was trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do to, like, try to keep this house, yeah. the youngest daughter goes into the basement. And she's like, here you go, Mom, and, like, hands her a bag full well, of money. That's, that, that's later. That's a bit later, but... Yeah. Was it? Yeah. That's after the seance. I just... Because it sets up with the foreclosure. Oh, okay. Then they do the seance, then that. Okay. I guess I missed that part. Pretty sure, anyway. Yeah, something like that. Uh yeah, we're all very tired. But you know, you could you could tell they're struggling because earlier the mother was looking at taxes. You yeah, know, yeah, you only do that when you're struggling. You only yeah. look at taxes when you're. That struggling. actually might be true. I don't know if my parents ever actually look at their taxes. <laughs> no, 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 they pay they, up, they pay other people to look at their taxes and stress about it. They do. Yeah, <laughs> I get to use it, so I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of them too much. But uh, yeah, so they have the seance, and the daughter winds up convincing the mom that the father is there actually. Yeah. Because it's like, yo, daddy, yo, you there? And then it goes to yes. And she's like, if you're there, where were you when I had birth to our eldest daughter? Not had birth. <laughs> where were you? Or when where you, were you whenever I told you? <laughs> whenever I told you that I was pregnant with Lena. Something that Lena couldn't possibly know or anything like that. No, Doris couldn't possibly Doris know. couldn't possibly know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it was the shower. Yes. It says shower. And she's like, oh, my God, it's got to be him. Only I know that. And he's like, this is bullshit. I'm going home. And he's like, how how would she know that? This is the, this is the dumbest thing. Anyways, they go, they're like, all right, let's pack up. And they go outside to be sad. And Lena's like, man, it's it's really hard on her, you know. Doris, uh, it's it's so hard on her. Dad being dead. Mm-hmm. It's and, a good moment. And then Doris in the back is uh, just snooping around. It's a really good moment. And I think that that's really, really good cinematography. Because it doesn't take away from the scenes going on, and it tells you that the daughter's going off to do a thing. Yeah, I think it's actually a really good shot. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's a scene where like you see the daughter uh, going down into the basement. Yeah, not sure exactly what she's doing. You just watch her walking down there. Yeah, I think it's actually a really good clever shot. Uh, you hated it, didn't you? I have no. 
It's fine. I've seen it. <laughs> would it have been better if things. it followed her like closely behind while she was humming? No, it would not. Nothing's. It would not be better if there it was a worse shot. That is that is a true fact. <laughs> if it was a worse shot, it would in fact be a worse shot. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> uh, that was just that was fine. Oh, I've seen uh, it a lot. <laughs> where have you? Yeah, I've never where? seen that shot anywhere but this movie. I don't. Know, I just feel like I've watched shows and stuff where there's stuff where like a. I mean, they'll have gags in the talking, and then, like, in the background is another character getting stuff ready. They'll, like, have gags and stuff, but, like, not anything like this. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) If I haven't seen it besides this movie, so you definitely haven't seen it besides this movie. What kind of bullshit is that? (laughs) (laughs) What is this malarkey? I've seen every movie you've seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's incorrect. Except for, like, three. I feel like most of the movies I've seen, you actually have it because they're fucking weird animated shit. Yeah, see, anime doesn't count as a movie. <laughs> animated. Every time I say it, I say animated. That's what I said, anime. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, but then Doris finds the buried treasure in the house and is like, here you go, mom. Doesn't find, was told where to go. Yeah, sorry. And she gets all, she gets the money in the wall and she's like, here you go, mom, to pay the, the rent. And she's like, what? Where'd you get this? She's like, Dad showed me where it was. Like, yeah, come on, watch, I'll show you. And they go into the basement. She's like, I found it in here. It's a, there's a hole in the wall behind the furnace. Nothing else, though. So, so definitely don't be don't looking look in that there. hole in the wall behind the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> I got everything out of it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then it's the next day, or you would presume it's the next day. It's actually been four days because Lena gets called into the priest's office. Yeah, he's like, hey, your sister's been gone for like almost a week now what's up with that and lena's like eh, she's working like she's it's complicated it's weird she's like what do you mean it's weird her and my mom are working like, what do you mean i mean it's the 60s they're allowed to have child labor i don't think that's true i think it is true i don't think it is true <laughs> i think you always are technically allowed if it's your family no <laughs> actually that might be true if it's a family business there's no such thing as child labor i mean if it's a family business and it's small enough that like it's it, as long as it's like a corporate thing. Yeah, if it's not if it's like just a family business, I think it's totally legal, honestly. Maybe. Yeah. Also, you weird. know, and I think it's in Texas they actually re uh allowed for child labor. Yeah, yeah, they voted child labor in. Get those kids working. Lazy bastards. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes. Yeah. So she's doing seances. And like Olay's like, uh, is my is my late husband there? Or no, my dad, sorry. And I was like, Yeah. And then it's like bam, 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 I'm proud of you. And then she makes a guy voice, he's like, You're cool. Yeah. And the the lady's like, Oh my god, can I come back tomorrow? And she's like, Yeah, probably. Yeah, but, to show uh, their business is booming now. Yeah, Doris is like, ouch, my neck. Yeah. Or ouch, my throat. No, whatever. she said neck. It's neck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing with the throat is she was saying it tickles whenever she does different voices. Mm-hmm. And she signifies that her neck hurts. Uh, she's sleeping later that night, and she's like, oh, my neck. And she goes and wakes Lena up. Lena gives her some Tylenol. She goes to lay back down in bed. doesn't work, so she goes downstairs to talk to her dad. Be like, Dad, what's wrong with my neck? What's going on? Dad, you and there? And she looks through the planchet. Yeah. And then you see a demon guy, which I also really like this scene. This is the, this is the second scene I really like. It's a really good scene. Yeah. It's neat. Really good setup, uh, builds tension really well, and it's not a jump scare. It's very good. Anyways, the demon sticks his arm way down in her throat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does, like, the whole thing of, like, he kind of forcing him, like, 
I guess both physically and spiritually, like phys- are forcing himself into her to like possess are her. They, are they even different things when you're a ghost? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like, I feel like those are the same when you're just when you're ghosts. So yeah. Just, all ghost raping. Do we have any Ouija boards actually? Can we like ask a ghost? We can draw one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the planche is the hard part. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a machinist. I could do that. Actually, no. Uh, in the in the movie, you just like pop out one of the glasses and then you just hold it in your hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was weird. This is dumb. <laughs> uh, but no, I did like the cinematography of that scene though, just because like how it was following her whenever she was like being uh, put down on onto the floor. Yeah, it's really cool. It's yeah. really really cool. I don't like the effect of like gaping maw. This looks dumb to me. I like it. I think it's creepy. I think it works for this movie. Uh, yeah. There are some movies that doesn't work quite as well, but this one I feel it does work. Yeah, yeah, I think it works really well. Plus, I think the girl just looks like so plain that whenever she honestly, like, I purposely so, I think. Um, <laughs> hey, you're the plainest white girl I've ever seen. You want to be in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is kind of like that. I don't know if it's so much a plain look. She does kind of have like a Children of the Damned uh, vibe to her in the second half of the movie. Whenever the she's like post sure. in the post possession, yeah, for yeah, sure. Children Which is also very, very purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, so yeah, now she's just full on possessed because the demon just yeah. stuck his whole body in her mouth. So she goes up to sweet whisper sweet nothings into her sister's ear. Uh. Gives her sister nightmares. Yeah, now this is the third and final scene I like in the movie. Really? This is a pretty yeah. cool scene. Really as in I like this scene or really as in it's no, the really last one? No, really as this is the last scene yeah, you liked. I think so, yeah. Wow. Well, tell it. Uh, yeah, so she goes up to the bathroom because like, she feels off and uh, she's like trying to get water and she just keeps hearing stuff. And as she goes back and looks through the mirror, her like face starts melting until eventually uh, she just can't speak anymore yeah, her mouth is all shut sewn shut not sewn shut it's gone well it's it's, it's like, like matrix. the matrix yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the matrix invented that yep invented <laughs> melting mouth uh yeah no i like it I've, i was kind of sad it was a dream but this is not that kind of movie no no it is not um, maybe if it was i would like it more who knows <laughs> I think if you want that you're best off going to another mike flanagan project Haunting a Blind Manor. Mm. I think you'll get a lot more of that in there. Or if you want a worse version of that, you can watch Mirrors. <laughs> if you want a bad movie, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've seen like a bunch of like parodies of that kind of movie where like just fucked up shit happens in a house, and I've never like seen an actual movie about that. Yeah, they're not usually good. Oh, that's this a one's shame. good though. I, I know. I remember the there's a Family Guy episode that's basically that. Just fucked up things happening in the house. Yeah, because Peter like is like, you know what? I I renounce God. God bad. Go away. And then just fucked up shit. Weird. It's based on some sort of movie. It's probably. Fr- it's, I guarantee you, it's based off some movie. It's based off Poltergeist. Is it the Poltergeist one? Yeah. Oh, because okay. like, point where, like yeah, he rips off his face. Yeah, because like oh, okay, he starts yeah. like scratching his face, and then like his skin starts flaking off, and then like he ends up scratching his face off, and then he, it's Hank Hill. Oh yeah, he's Hank Hill underneath it. Yeah, that's Poltergeist. All right. Yeah. Maybe I should watch Poltergeist. Is that a good movie? You wouldn't like it. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, whenever Slashers was like a huge thing, that was like a very much like a non-gory uh, slasher film. Yeah, it's very PG. Yeah. Like no gore or anything mm-hmm. like that in it at all. I think that there's- a guy ripping his face off and there's no gore? 
No, not really. Guy ripping huh. his face off. Oh, that part. <laughs> yeah, that that's just. It's like, man, out. that's really impressive. And they can manage to keep a PG when you just watch a guy like. There are actual cadavers in it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think the but... part that's probably the most grotesque is the part where there's like cadavers floating in water. Hmm. Uh, supposedly real cadavers. Some people say it is. Some people say it isn't. Depends. Is on it their legal department that says it is? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the '80s, and if it looked realistic enough, then they used real cadavers. Oh my god! Yeah, Occam's Razor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, at, at this point, the priest decides like, Hey, maybe everything's kind of going weird here. Well, lean, Lena, like, is like, this is kind of weird. And, uh, sees Doris writing a bunch of information down. Well, not looking at the paper. paper. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, what the fuck? Doris, you fucking sewed my doll's mouth shut. And Doris is like, it was dad. Mm hmm. And she's like, fuck, Doris, this is bullshit. You know it's bullshit. You're lying to everyone. The mom's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And she's like, you know Doris is lying. Quit enabling. And she's like, how would she know the thing? I don't know, but yeah. It's a good scene. I actually like it because it shows that like the mom is just so set on the kind of bullshit that she makes everybody else believe because she just wants to believe it so hard because she misses her husband. That like she falls into the same trap she was setting other people up for. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, but how would they know about the shower? How would how would they? Yeah. The mom can't make up stuff that doesn't happen for real. Well, she didn't though. There's totally not an entire craft at that when it comes to psychics. No, you have to like figure it out. You have to suss out a person. Not all, well, <laughs> usually yes. <laughs> and I was gonna just, say like, like guess random stuff. <laughs> there's that. Like uh a lot of like psychics are really good at reading people's like the way that their face moves whenever they do stuff so they can make uh educated guesses, which is usually why whenever you see psychics like they do like the whole like loose guessing thing. The other trick is to just do it in front of a giant audience so that, that you could just slowly whittle it down to one person. Yeah. Which is a very uh, huge thing that happens. Psychics are scam artists. I don't know if I actually can legally say that. I guess I'm not talking about a specifically say that. I don't think that I'm talking about a specific one, so it's fine. I think you can legally say any psychic scam artist. They can't prove they're not. It can be considered libel. You're libel. Wait, I can't say it. No. <laughs> writing it down. <laughs> so you dry it for all he owns. Seven trillion Blu-rays. <laughs> and, like, oh, and 17 man. 4Ks. <laughs> I actually have a lot of 4Ks now. It's yeah. like a ridiculous amount. Um... Yeah, so before that scene happens, though, there is another scene of the priest wanting to talk to the mom, and they go out to dinner. This scene bugs me so much. Why? Because, one, it's just a constant back-and-forth flip-flop, and two, the amount of wine in the priest's glass constantly shifts, and it also changes color. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay attention to that at all. It bugged me so much. I saw it happen once, and that's all I could focus on. It bugged me so much. As we know, continuity errors do bug the hell out of E. They do bug the hell out of E. I'm glad Liz didn't watch it because she fucking hates continuity errors. She will, like, destroy a whole movie. There's one continuity error. She also hates uh, back and forth camera. She does dislike back and forth camera. But with Mike Flanagan, she actually doesn't uh, dislike it because she really likes his dialogue. Mm. Um, all of... Has she never seen this movie? You never forced her to? Never forced her to watch this one. Mm. Um, all of Midnight Mass. Liz also loves Midnight Mass, by the way. Um... One thing that he does in there is that he doesn't flip-flop back and forth because there's tons of super really long monologues. Good. Um, there's a whole episode that's just two people talking. That's most of the episodes, actually, until, like, the episode six. It's just a bunch of two people talking. Tons and tons of tons of monologues. It's fantastic. Um, but in those scenes, he'll just keep slowly pushing in on one character. 
and while the other person's talking, you'll just keep pushing on yeah. one character. It's really good, actually. And those episodes where it's like one person's monologue by the end of the episode is just their nostril. Uh, he does a lot of really good stuff that's off-putting with the camera, actually. Does he, does he send it up their nostril like a colonoscopy? No, he uses strange <laughs> angles and empty space. And How do you think colonoscopies work? Up the bum. Then why did you say up the nose? Yeah, like up the nostril, as though it was a colonoscopy, like with the camera thing, and you like snake it through. So are you comparing colonoscopies to uh, whatever they uh, check down your, in your sinuses? <laughs> I'm saying if you like took a colonoscopy camera and shoved it through someone's nose. That would hurt. Yeah. yeah, that would really hurt. They make cameras that are meant to go inside of your nose that are not colonoscopy cameras. Yeah, I'm just saying the shot would be like if you had a colonoscopy camera. Why colonoscopy camera in particular? Because that's the only one I know. That's like a snake. <laughs> They're also just called snake cameras. I didn't know that. I thought they were called colonoscopy cameras. No, that's a very specific one that's meant to go up your rectum. <laughs> Why can't it go up the nose then? It's too thick. <laughs> Listen, Ian, Robbie didn't go to colonoscopy school for nine years for this bullshit. Yeah, yeah Robbie's showing he's the most educated out of all of us once again. <laughs> had too many cameras up my ass to deal with this, okay? Um, Anyways, the priest shoves a colonoscopy. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I like this dinner scene a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I can't tell you a single thing they said because it just bugged the hell out of me. This is actually another cinematography thing because this actually goes back to like 1960s and 1970s uh, cinematography, wherever like it's very like almost like everybody's smoking in there, but nobody's actually smoking, but just like the filter that they put on top of the camera because that, that happened a lot with restaurant scenes. And I was gonna say, I, old I, I just assumed that was because you could just smoke in restaurants at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but it's very much an effect. Uh, very smoky. Very. <laughs> I d- yeah, I assume they didn't just have the <laughs> yes <laughs> actors smoke. I mean, you could, you can, if you want, if they sign stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really nice scene where you just kind of get to learn emotionally where these two characters are at, and you get to learn a little bit more about the priest's life, yeah, which is nice, and about how uh, after he lost his wife, he decided to go into into priesthood. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know where to turn. Like, he yeah. didn't have anything left in his life, so he just went to, like, I would make sure I never went to a relationship again, basically. Yeah, that's how religion usually goes. That's how religion usually goes, but it's a really nice scene. I actually Maybe like if it he a had lot. a consistent wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess it's very well known that if E was a director, if you had a scene where two people were holding glasses, if they ever took a drink out of one of them, he'd flog them. No, I... I think it's fine if, like, you can clearly see they're holding and, like, drinking, but the issue is, like, they'll, like, go up for a drink, and then it cuts, and the drink's completely stationary on the table again. Yeah, see? It does it so much. That's the kind of thing of, like, I would totally agree with you if I noticed it, like, that would bother me, but it's the kind of thing of, like, you don't notice it if you're just into a scene. Which you clearly weren't, but <laughs> listen, we know for we know very often that once there's like food in a scene, my mind goes to it. <laughs> I in fact started looking because it's like, wait, is one of like the pork chops missing? And then the wine bottle, the wine glasses happened, and I was, oh, oh, <laughs> can't even think about the pork chops now. Look at that yeah. fucking wine bottle. <laughs> I, I it's no longer I... a cloudy amber color. It is now a dark red. I cannot do. It. <laughs> Deal with the scene. If Zero I, out of ten. If I did something like that scene, I would just fucking amp it up. Like, 
every time it cuts back to the character who was drinking, you see just an entire new wine bottle next to him, and his wine glass is just a different color every time. I have a movie for you, sir. It's called Naked Gun. <laughs> have, we seen, have we seen that one? Nope. Nope, not uh, on the podcast. Naked du- Gun does a lot of those continuity kind of dumb things. Hot shots. Hot hot shots. Hot shots and, and hot shots part do do that yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. as well, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It bugged me, so I don't know anything now. His wife died. Uh, his wife did die. Uh, it's a very touching scene. You get to learn more about his past and, and his priesthood and like kind of how the Why wife, he is the way that he is. Yeah, and also why uh, the mom just kind of has never moved on with her life. It's very nice. It's a very nice scene. Um, gets you, or at least gets me, I should say, uh, to really care about these characters a lot. It gives me a reason to care if they win or lose in the end. Um, then yes, after that, the, the writing scene happens. And then the next day, uh, Lena grabs those papers and she takes them to the priest. She's like, Hey, do you know anybody who speaks Polish? Polish? Like, uh, it's not like one really? nun who moved from Poland after the war. Great. Bye. <laughs> like literally like, can you like have her check these out? He's like, she I- doesn't even like, yeah. she's like, she just leaves after he's like, yeah, there's like a nun and I guess I could have her check. And she's like, okay. I'm yeah, she's okay, and just walks away, and he's just, like looking at him, um, and then well, he does say like, Dor, oh yeah, Doris, Doris is the little one, yeah, uh, that Doris was writing these, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he knows why. It's just he's like, I don't know anybody does. We'll check this nun out, maybe. Um, also, Lena has a a boy person. Yeah, but he doesn't had. really matter. He kind of matters. He matters to Lena. You know, How he does matter you. to Lena, that's true. <laughs> she does really like him. He does have a... Uh, there's, like, two actors. He, like, if you put them both together... He looks he, like a white dude. Yeah, he... Like, two actors that have basic white dude face. Like, if you mash them together, he looks almost exactly like them. He looks very basic white dude. Yeah. yeah. He looks extremely unattractive. He looks fine. He just looks <laughs> basic white dude. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> hey, women like basic white dude looking faces. Nope. Yeah, look According to this movie, they do. <laughs> he has the chin e. <laughs> he has a fucking like Y as his chin. <laughs> that's the chin. <laughs> anyway, um. So yeah, there's this boyfriend that's kind of been around in a few scenes. Yeah, he shows up and gets in trouble. Pretty much, yeah. The mom's like, "I'll fucking murder you if you even look at my daughter." That's very early in the movie, but I do like that scene a lot because she's like doing this whole palm reading thing yeah. with him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, see this? This is your lifeline. See how it goes off here? Um, one thing I can tell you, I can guarantee, if this hand or any other hand goes near my daughter, I will fucking break it. Like, okay. <laughs> it's really good. It's a fun scene. Oh, that's super early in the movie, though. Yeah. Uh, it's also super accurate of a, uh, not controlling parent, but a very protective parent. Very protective parent, yes. Listen, she lost one person. <laughs> that's it's fair. That's the limit. Yeah, it's fair. Honestly, uh, yeah. And then the second time he like visits while during the uh dinner with uh Father Tom. Yes. And uh, they're like, hey, uh, little little Doris, don't say anything to mom. And they go up, listen to a record, make a slow mo kiss, and mm-hmm. then he leaves. Yeah, that is one thing that did really bug you because, like, make that scene slower. They legitimately just slowed it down for a couple of frames. You can so it's count kind the of frames. Yeah, so like, there's like a couple of frames you can count them while they're getting closer to each other. Yeah, it's one of those things to where they, where he clearly wanted the pace to be a little slower on that, and then he's like, "Well, I just gotta slow it down." But they didn't use a camera that recorded it fast looks, enough. It looks bad to slow it down properly to have slow mo. Um, it like it looks 
it's of fine. the era of how they did it before. Honestly, I'm not bothered yeah. by it. I could get bothered by like other things being a low frame rate, but not something like that. It is because very 60s. this is a throwback, honestly. <laughs> Which that is some, like the one thing it's missing is whenever I do frame by frame like that, sometimes in those 60s movies, you'd see like a flash of light in between those fra- frames. Yeah. But that would just kill me, probably. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he goes down and Doris like, hey, you want to know something cool? And he's like, yeah, sure. Did you know if you get strangled, you die? Nope, it's not that. It's like, it's like a long-winded thing. Yeah, she about goes on this feeling. long-winded rant about uh, what it feels like to be strangled to death. Yeah. And like goes through all the different motions, like all the feelings that you would have ending with, at the very end of it, you just feel cold. But like giving very threatening eyes to this guy and like a nine-year-old very threateningly telling you what it feels like to be strangled to death is kind of creepy. I, don't know, I, I think feel it's like pretty I creepy. Expect that. You hang around some fucked up nine year olds, my boy. My man is. Oof. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's a really creepy scene and like very threatening. It's like, oh, okay, this thing kind of means business. Um, some stuff happens. Some yeah. hanging out basically happens. And then Father Tom is like, okay, I'm gonna go to the house now. Yes. Yeah. On one of the afternoons, he goes to the house, and he's like, hey. I thought that I would just come over and uh, take you up on the offer to do that seance. You know, talk to my wife. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. So they do it, and the whole time, uh, the father's being very protective. Yeah, he's like, all right, you you there, my wife, Clara, whatever her name was. Mm. Uh, He's like, yep. He's like, "Uh, what's your middle name? And it said Lynn. He's like, oh, my gosh, wow. And then it's like, uh, what's up? And he's like, I love you. I forgive you. Forgive me for what? The fight. Which fight? He's like, can you tell me what fight that was about? (laughs) Oh, yeah, what that fight was about? And just says no. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, then she, oh, well, it wasn't important then. Yeah, just, you know, you you got the collar on. You should let loose. Go fuck that lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then at this point, he's like, well... That sure was something. Uh, also, Doris does the thing where she... she oh, she does the female voice, voice thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she has a female voice. <laughs> well, yeah, it makes the adult female voice yeah. happen out of her. And you're like, wow, that was that was something. Like, well... You know, Lena's been getting in trouble in school. You should talk about that yeah. away from Doris. And he's like, I want to come too. He's like, Doris, how old are you now? Nine? Phew. Man, do you think you can uh, keep the fort down here for a while? Can I watch TV? Sure, howdy. <laughs> I actually, I really like the interaction because he's like very much, like, you like, can tell that he's not convinced, but also that he's like trying to be real chill with this nine-year-old that he's like, this is a fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this scene a lot, actually. Because it's just like, hey, we're going to talk about you, but uh, in the other room, I don't want you to know that we're talking about you, so I got to say something else. Yeah. It's very much doing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, they all go upstairs, and Father Tom is like, okay, where's your the papers at? Like, and Mom's like, what's, ha- what's happening? I thought you were mad, Ellen. Yeah. He, well, he's like, yeah. It's like, the thing about it is, like, that's not my wife's middle name. Her middle, na- her middle name was Clara. My mom's middle name was Lynn. I just thought about Lynn really, really hard whenever I asked her about that. Yeah, the and mom's then- like, are you, are you calling us frauds? And he's like, no, hang on a second. So uh, this other thing was false, too, and then uh, she lied about this thing. Also, that could have been any woman's voice, but she's not She's not a fraud. Uh, well, she's just yeah. possessed. <laughs> and he's like, I, I don't think that she's a fraud. I think this is all very real. 
but this thing is tricking us into thinking that it's something that is close to us and it's not. It's actually another really good scene. Yeah. I really like the father's like breaking it down like, no, this is real. It's just not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. I really like it a lot. Anyways, so the papers were written by Marcus, who was uh, a captured person during World War II. He was captured by the Germans. Uh, there's the German doctors did experiments and got known as like the devil doctors. And after everything, they moved to America. Uh, and one time, and at some point, a German doctor uh, stole him from the hospital and locked him up in the in his basement. And cut out his tongue and vocal cords so he couldn't speak. And there were a bunch of other people down there, too. whole bunch of stuff happened. whole kinds of experiments. Who even knows what? But tons and tons of bodies. They look into the hole wherever that money was at some point. The boyfriend came back. Oh, yeah. Well, the boyfriend is also there. Uh, the boyfriend comes yeah. back. Uh, while they're up uh, talking about the demon upstairs, uh, the boyfriend came back and the little girl told him, like, hey, you should go down into the basement and put your hand in that mysterious hole behind the furnace. Like, yeah, like, there I was... love holes. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's tons of money in there. Maybe there's more money in there. Who knows? You should go look. She's like, don't worry. My sister will be here soon. Promise. So they go into the basement. He puts his hand down there and finds a bunch of old passports from who knows how many people and bones and all kinds of stuff. An entire skeleton skull. Yeah. He's like, ack. And then doors, uh, glitches out like a janky PS3 game and then whispers in his nose. Whispers in his ear? Just whispers at him? <laughs> I think the whispering is pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah. Um, And then while that is happening upstairs, they're like, okay, so here's the thing. I already got a hold of the Vatican, the Vatican <laughs> which you have to do for exorcisms. Um, And it's like, uh, they are, they're approving right now. I'll be back tomorrow with the right people and the right equipment. And we'll get this taken and he's care like, whoa, of. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You shouldn't say too much. They're probably listening. And it's like, oh shit, you're right. Oh yeah, because the mom asks, like, if this is all just, if this is just other ghosts lying, then how would she know the shower thing? And then the daughter's like, well, that's all things that happened in this house, right? So they know everything that's happened in this house, which means they know what's happening now. So we should stop talking. So they do, and they're all about, they're all about to leave, and they go downstairs. And then, oh gosh, it's the boyfriend being hung. Which I also think is a really good scene. I think it's a good scare. I like it a lot. And it uh, pays off the whole strangle thing, which is nice. Well, I don't know. She just kind of broke his neck. Yeah, I was going to say, he falls from far enough that it could just broke his neck. But But it's it's strangulation. Yeah. It's it's basically a strangulation thing. Um, Foreshadowing. Yeah, I think it's actually really good foreshadowing for a kill. Which is not... Something that's usually done, especially in these kind of movies, is foreshadowing stuff like that. And yeah, really good scene there. And then they try to escape, but they can't. The door's all locked and stuff. And then they Doris. Say, yeah, we got to look for Doris. Yeah, door stuck. Mm-hmm. And Doris is there, and they hear noises in the basement, like a record playing. Yes. Yeah. Took but they don't bit. go there yet, I don't think. Yeah, they do. But yeah, because they go down there because they're like, they even say like, like we should just burn the Ouija board. Do you think it's going to do anything? Yeah, I, I like, know. the mom asks the father and he's like, fuck if I know. <laughs> Which I think is good. I, I think, think it's I think that is funny. Yeah. It's like a joke. Uh, anyways, uh, they hear the music in a, of a record. Yeah, they hear a gramophone playing downstairs in the basement. Yeah. In one of the seven trillion vents. Uh, so he goes through the vent to where the thing is. This is where the devil doctor did all the, the devil doctoring. Mm-hmm. And Doris is like, what up? 
And the father's like, yo, is door still in there? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Uh, tries to start an exorcism and Doris just flies at him like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes him over, basically. Makes him be all possessed. He goes through the vent again. And the mom's like, Tom, Father Tom. And then he's like, I'm evil. Ah, murder. Um, and, and then... She, then he starts chasing him with a knife. Doris escapes... Or not, uh, Lena escapes to the door. The mom doesn't quite. And he's about to kill the mom, and then he, like, remembers he's a doctor. He's, he's not He's a priest, evil. preacher. <laughs> yeah. Priest. Yeah, and, someone. And he lets, he lets her go, and then Doris is like, fuck you, and throws him, and he breaks his neck, and he dies. Yeah. Yeah, that's when he dies. Uh, and then they're upstairs, and they have the tussle upstairs. Yeah, they can't yeah. escape. Yeah, can't escape. And then another thing that I honestly like is that the boyfriend's body that's hanging there is brought into play again, which I know he hated because he's like, oh, that's so stupid. Silly. I thought it was really silly. I don't know if I would say I hate it. I think I got a lot of ironic enjoyment. I don't think I was, I don't think I had the reaction I was supposed to have with it. I think it's super cool. I think it's super I, I think silly. he had the yeah, he had the same reaction to the boyfriend's corpse being used to like throw the mom uh away from Doris as you did in uh Sinister 2 whenever that kid get hit, got hit by a truck. Yeah, fucking I hate Sinister 2. <laughs> you can just ask like a fucking like boing sound to it. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's great. I honestly I like it though. I think it's super cool. To be fair, like he warned me about that. He didn't tell me exactly what it was. He says there's one scene it's supposed to be serious, but I can't take it seriously. And I genuinely did laugh whenever that kid got hit by a truck because like if they basically had a boing sound or goofy going, Yahoo! Afterwards, like it would work perfectly for the way that kid bounces off of that truck. I should I should make a director's cut where the movie's exact same, but I just add a funny boing sound <laughs> when the boyfriend does this thing. And I was like, "Why did you do this?" I'm like, "Oh, it was funny." <laughs> um, but I think the boyfriend thing is cool because it makes it to where it's not just like a corpse there. I mean, they did something with it, sure. Yeah, I like it. Um, so yeah, I guess also kind of showing that demons can possess dead bodies too. Mm-hmm. The mom gets thrown away. Uh, Lena is upstairs, gets whispered at a whole bunch, and then the mom's like, what are you doing? You got to stop it. If you want anybody, why don't you just take me? Leave her alone. And, and she's like, fuss for da, and the mom gets thrown, and then she's being dragged down to the... Actually, the thing that I like that is a thing that I always think about in like these exorcism kind of movies where it's like, just take me, and then like the demon goes off and does the thing. The thing that I like that this does is like it peers behind her and is like, we're going to take all of you. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Actually. Well, I like, but it says a lot about the movie because earlier on they were talking about how her mother was also a psychic and she always thought it was just a scam thing, but her mother took it very seriously and so she started doing it as a scam because that's what her mom did. But it never worked for her, but it seems to be working for her daughters now. And it's kind of like almost uh, one of those tr- uh, genetic traits that skips a generation. And one thing that daughter says whenever she's whispering into the older into Lynn's ear was uh she's a better vessel than you are. Yeah. Kind of showing that like we don't want you and then she still tries to bargain with the demon and the demon says it doesn't matter we're taking you all anyways. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. This was super fun. So she gets dragged out of the basement, gets chained up. Yeah, he's about to probably cut out her do the doctor dealer de- yeah, vocal cords. The, do the devil doctor deeds on her. Mm-hmm. Uh but Lynn gets a premonition from her dad and uh, her dad like just brings her up to her room, and then she sees the doll and remembers when she yelled at Doris for sewing the doll's mouth shut, and is like, "It was dad." And then you see the dad doing it, and he just looks like, "Wow." I think this scene is a little ham-fisted. Yeah, 
Um, I I feel like you don't need the re- the memory. Yeah. I also don't think you need the dad like sitting there with the doll like looking at her either. But like I I think you could keep that one. But like just that it replays the whole thing to be like, oh, ooh, tough luck callback. <laughs> I think the part that like. So visual, I think visually the way that it does the flashback is really cool. Since that her like within still the in scene, the, yeah, I think that's really cool. He did a lot of stuff like that in Oculus too. Yeah, um, I think it's much better in Oculus. Yeah, well, I mean it's more consistent in Oculus, so you you get the flavor for it a lot more. The girl in this is the girl in Oculus too, by the way. Ah, the girl who plays Lena, she's oh, the daughter cool. in Oculus. Why she got to do more? Yeah, another Flanagan project. Uh, that's the thing that Flanagan does. He takes all of his actors with him in some way or another through all of his things. Road trip. He's very good about giving his actors work. He puts his wife in everything also, though, so. Was she in this? <laughs> yes, she was. She was the daughter at the very beginning seance. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's Mike Flanagan's wife. He made her play an asshole. Yeah. She probably <laughs> I mean, had not? a ton of fun. Um, I, I hate to say it, like, doing monologues and being an asshole when it comes to, like, acting stuff like this, it's it's just fun to do sometimes. Yeah. Like, one thing that I did, uh, that I found out, like, uh, with some of my friends who are, besides you guys, some other friends I do Twitch stuff. You have other yeah. friends? How Weirdly dare enough. you? Uh, <laughs> uh, doing villain monologues is just really fun. Yeah, I can see yeah. I think that's why you see a lot of them, even in, like, bad stuff, because they're yeah. just also fun to write. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyways, so, yeah, it, it's a little much... <laughs> It's it's ham fisted. I do agree on that one. Uh, but she's like, I know what to do, and then the mom's like, Uh, what if you didn't do this, Doris? And she's like, He hoo ha, and then she gets hit by a chair. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I do uh, one thing I do appreciate is how quickly it does wrap up. Like it doesn't make this last fight scene go on forever and ever because yeah. it doesn't need to. I don't know if I would say it doesn't wrap up because there's still like an extra ten minutes after the <laughs> the fight. Not ten minutes, like five minutes, Seven, maybe if that. Yeah, if five minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's very felt quick. like yeah. another hour. I did like it though <laughs> oh, because <laughs> it does it does amp it up if you're paying attention to it though because like every single because she starts showing sewing uh, Thoris's mouth shut yeah, that, and while she's doing it like, there's a different demon trying to pull her away each time as she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that E said while it was happening, which I don't know what your thoughts are on it now, but you're like, oh, they're copped out. They didn't even do it. Yeah. But they did do it. They did do it. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> In fact, they did even more than I expected. They just killed yeah. Doris. Yeah. yeah. They did a fake cop out on you. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, Doris just straight up dead after Listen, that. When I saw the dad, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, they So they killed Doris, the youngest kid. Yeah. And the mom's like, ah, Doris. Yeah. And then Lena gets the mom out of the chain. And she's like, ah, Doris. And then Lena has the white eyes and stabs her mom uh, to show that she's like kind of possessed and kind of not. Only when it suits her. I mean, to be fair, like this is a seed that's been sowing in her for a while because she was actually the first person to get the whispers too. Yeah, yeah, she was. If you don't count Doris, I guess. Yeah, if, yeah. If you don't count Doris. Obviously. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's been kind of whispered at a whole bunch actually up to this right. point, and then with all the demons like trying to get into her at the end and stop her as well. Yeah. So she fought it off. So she kind of can fight it, but she kind of can't. Seems like it. Don't worry, it doesn't. She's in the mental in the hospital now. Yeah. So she yeah. kills her her mom. And from killing the mom, it just cuts to the mental hospital, which I actually yeah. do really like too. And it's just the uh, psychiatrist being like, so we still can't find your sister and you can't talk about what you did to your mom. She's like, oh, my mom. She's like, no, she, she, could was explain- a, she was a seance, you know? Yeah, she <laughs> could explain all of this. She's like, right, but you killed her. You remember that, right? She's like, 
Yeah. Right. My mom. Right. Yeah. No. Did she you know was... she had brown hair. Yeah. Like just very like completely. Which is really weird because I have red hair. And my sister has blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> Our dad had blonde hair too. You know who had red hair growing up? The milkman. <laughs> <laughs> Just throws that right in at the end of the movie. <laughs> that's that's why the mom focuses so much on the I forgive you during every yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, you get that. I did like that. And then also like, you know, where can we find Doris? Oh, my mom would know. Your mom's dead. Yeah, I actually really do you like know, that. You know who could deal with my mom's death really well? My mom. <laughs> she was a champ of that. She was a champ at dealing with her own death. It uh, was, uh, yeah, Lena's going insane, and she, like, in her room, pulls up her rug and makes a makeshift Ouija by uh, biting her thumb and bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which, that, man, she, she's probably out of blood now. <laughs> After no, making that's not that, that much a, blood. Yeah. That's a ton of blood. Did that's, you see how hard it was for her to make a letter? That is not even a pint of blood. I don't know. That's not a lot of blood. I'll show you blood. Uh, Please don't cut Terrifier me Terrifier 2. <laughs> that's we like, both went different var- yeah. <laughs> variations for that joke. <laughs> Audiences, which was the better joke? Choose now on your phones. <laughs> Choose your own podcast. Oh, God. Super stupid April Fool's idea where we... Have it left and right audio channels, and it's choose your own podcast because oh, it's geez. always playing in both channels. But you could just listen to one for certain jokes. That would be so awful. Be we should, I don't even know so how we would funny. do that. We would That'd just record so twice. Have to, yeah, we'd have to record two podcasts and then like just put one in the left channel and one in the right channel. Oh God! We just have to, <laughs> it would have to be a short one, obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh. Anyways, so yeah, uh, she makes a makeshift Ouija board. They just gave her glasses, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've had to see. You've got to see. I see. She never needed glasses, or she always needed glasses and she never wore them because she maybe there were like no ghosts all this time. Maybe she just didn't see she shit. Just couldn't see. Maybe anything. she just see shit. Because I know that's actually a big thing for like a lot of whenever you're a teenager too is you don't want to look like a nerd, so you don't wear glasses. Like that. Was... I think glasses look cool. Some people do. Some people are like, I want to be a cool kid and not look dumb. So they Some people are like, you know what? I want to be cool. I want glasses. Let me stare at the, directly at the sun for three hours today. <laughs> I stare at the sun a lot, but it's not because I wanted glasses. <laughs> I just thought it would look cool. The sun looked cool, okay? <laughs> he like did the thing. He like had his jacket in his hand and he put it over his shoulder and he's just staring at the sun. <laughs> you are more accurate than you would like to think. <laughs> I know Jariah was a, like a loser nerd guy, yeah. but. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I read his book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fun fact: I bought Dry's book, and immediately after I told him that I bought his book, he apologized. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I read his book and gave it back. He's like, "Oh, uh, you, you, like, what's up?" And I was like, "I, I read it." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> read it very quickly. It's not like it's long. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, all uh, for that. <laughs> if you guys want to read his book, no, please don't. No. Um, <laughs> I have a copy. <laughs> we will sell you it for a hundred dollars. I think it's still online. It doesn't matter. Don't look it up, please. Um, <laughs> Don't look up you his, get it last, at Barnes and Noble. his first and last name that he gives you every time <laughs> as on goodreads.com. Or on Barnes and Noble, because you can definitely buy it off of Barnes and Noble. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Tune yeah. in next week for redo an episode on Dry's book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, you're very harsh on your own book. Yeah, I am. He just doesn't like thinking about that time in his life. Yeah, yeah That's fair. That's a whole lot. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's Ouija. 
There's well, a post credit scene that's well, one we of did, the... We did, she makes the Ouija board, and then her sister comes back to life. You don't know, actually. Not back to... Yeah. I mean, sure, she's probably insane. I don't know. Yeah. The thing that I like about it is that it does leave it off as it could be its very own story. You really... If you don't look at the post credit scene, you wouldn't know that this... Well, I mean, I could still look at it and be like, oh, that's weird, and then never... <laughs> and then just leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without the post credit scene, it just ends with her, like... Saying, hey, Doris, are you there? And then you just see her face. You never see the answer on Luigi. She just smiles. So you don't know if she's insane or not or anything. Uh, and it ends there. If you don't... No, it doesn't. The doctor, like, walks down the hall. Oh, the doctor does walk yeah. down the hall. Yeah. Oh, you had a better ending. I had like, a better ending in my head. Yeah. That's, oh, no. That's why I said Doris came back to life, because she comes back to life and she kills does. the doctor. Which also... It, it doesn't even... It, it cuts before she gets the doctor, but yeah, Sure, but you know what it's saying. It, yeah, yeah, but it's... The doctor walks by uh, her... Or her room, and it's Doris and I think you want to call Lena. her Lynn. Yeah, I still want to call her Lynn too. It's Lena, Lena. Yeah, but it's Lena and uh, Doris just sitting on the bed. Yeah, just sitting on the bed together. And when he goes and he checks again, uh, it is just Lena staring, uh, staring at her. Again. And then uh, the camera pans over to the side, and it's Doris uh, walking on the ceiling or on the. She's like yeah, ceiling, uh, just like towards him Spider with her, crawling. yeah, yeah. with and her crazy how- evil demon smile. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. lame. If, I, I if it was what ended. if it was what you were saying and it just ended with it going to yes because again we know that Ouija boards are fake yeah <laughs> so like she subconsciously wanted Doris so like that would be that would be a great ending yeah either that or you like, could have four good scenes <laughs> it's either that or like if she asks if Doris is there and you see either Doris behind her or she like tries to look through the glass or uh, makeshift pe- penrum pendrum planchet planchet or planchet I wouldn't have liked planters that. I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> I think I think like, there the, are better ways that they could have done it though. There are better saying. endings for this, yeah. Um, and then the post credit scene is just dumb because it's just a scene that's in the middle of the first movie. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it that's connects the, movie. the two of them together. It does it's, connect. It, that the makes two it of a them. worse movie. Yeah, and you're not wrong. <laughs> the thing that I think this does really well too is it retroactively almost makes the first one interesting, <laughs> but not quite. But not almost. Quite. Because the ghost that you see around in the first one all the time is a little blonde girl. Oh, so it's Doris? Yeah. Yeah. It's Doris the whole time. And then you, in the movie, Doris's body is buried in the vent room in the first movie. That's what oh. they find. So, like, this almost makes that more interesting. It's still not good. <laughs> but this is, like, a really good attempt to actually kind of recover that first film. Um, they definitely made an attempt. They did. I think Mike Flanagan, they didn't know it, but I think Mike Flanagan was a really good choice. I think at this point, all he had done was like two other movies. Uh, oh, also he did Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game as well. From Hey Arnold? No. No. From Stephen King. Oh. <laughs> I was close. Oh, and he did Dr. Sleep. So you also saw Dr. Sleep. Oh, you know. Yeah, so two out of like 27. Yeah, and you like Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep was before yeah. this? Just not as good Dr. as- Dr. Sleep was after this. Okay. It's not I was about to say. As good as Shining for me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that a lot. Um. So yeah, I guess let's go on to uh, final thoughts and score here. Let's, uh, Robbie, you first. So I do like this movie. I do think it's in, it takes a very silly premise and a very silly first movie and does what it can to try to recover from it and try to make it more interesting and try to play on the, the shortcomings of the first movie to try to make this one better and more interesting. And this one is miles ahead of, of better than the first movie is. 
with the prequel. Like enough so that I I didn't want to watch it whenever you first told me about it because I was like, yeah, that's dumb. And then you <laughs> almost forced me to watch it, and I ended up really liking it in comparison to the first. It's like, one. listen, Robbie has Mike Flanagan directing, it, and Robbie's like, who? At Pretty the much. time, Robbie would have been like, who? Yeah. Even though I had seen Oculus, I just didn't know who Mike Flanagan was because I wasn't paying attention to directors at this point in my life. But yeah, um, yeah like it, it it's good. Like it, I do like some of the throwbacks to like 1960s and 1970s horror. Uh, I do like some of the callbacks that they do. Like uh, probably one of my favorite scenes is that we didn't even talk about. This was the uh, scene with the slingshot. Wherever, like oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that bully was gonna like shoot a slingshot at her, and then she like stares at him, and he turns it around because that is very much like uh, village of the, or children of the damned. Yeah. I, I really, I kind of wish it was more of that stuff for me personally, but that's that's just a different movie. Different like, movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see more of that, watch children of the, uh, uh, children of the damned because they do a lot of stuff like that in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Um. Next year. <laughs> yeah, we could yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do you like that movie, Dre? Uh, I think it's fine. I think Robbie likes it a lot more than me. Probably, like, I like the idea of it more than, like, the actual movie. Like, that and movie... we've brought in plenty... We've brought plenty of those to the yeah. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the original uh, Children of the Damned is, like, 1940s, 1950s horror. Mm-hmm. It's in black and white, but very purposely so. It has, like, very, very bad CGI effects because it was very early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried making a sequel... Not, not a sequel, uh, Re- remake, remake of it in the 90s, and it just did terribly. Um... I do like, but I do like the idea of that movie. The idea of that movie is really, really cool. And this actually plays into uh, movies like Children of the Damned, uh, The Omen, um, Amityville Horror, so movies like that. It plays in, uh, onto the strengths of those movies to make this one better. So it's not perfect in any way, shape, or form. There are still some silly scenes. There's some continuity errors. There's some things that are just kind of like, eh. But like, you can only work with so much when you're um, trying to make a horror movie out of a Hasbro game. But that being said, I still say this is at least like a 7 out of 10 for me. Okay. E. All right, Dry, plug your ears. This is going to hurt you a lot. Uh, <sighs> I, I do still think this is dumb and bad. <laughs> Boo on you, E. Boo! Boo! I, I don't know. This is nothing, nothing interesting to me, honestly. You know, maybe it's just because I think Ouija's are dumb anyways. You know, That's maybe fair. I just bled into it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like... It really, it genuinely might be the thing where my standards are just too high. I've just have not, I haven't watched enough bad movies. <laughs> you know, maybe if Jiraiya showed me Ouija, the the first one first, I would have been like, damn. This is so much better than the first so one. This is so much better than the first one. You would be. You would be uh, like that. I think you wouldn't want to finish watching the first one. You'd be bored out of your mind. Probably. I was bored out of my mind to this one. I, I was halfway through the movie and I was out of scenes I liked. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> it's the truth. You can't hate me for telling you the truth. Yes, I can. You you are literally the you all the time constantly talk about how much you hate things. <laughs> like during yeah. like when I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I like this and this, you're like you end it with like, yeah, no, I hate it. <laughs> you it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah. This is I don't like a lot of the cinematography. There's a lot of weird consistency things. One of my least favorite shots of this movie is, I think it's during the seance with the father, where, like, it, like, pans down and then is, like, a weird aspect ratio, and then two seconds later, like, stretches to fix it. I don't know what the deal with that, if that's a throwback, or what the fuck happened there. I don't remember that shot. I don't know. It looks so weird. I, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Huh, I don't remember that one. Uh, there's a <laughs> shot that looks like it was filmed on a sideways iPhone. <laughs> the one that's a... Uh... A top of the Ouija board? No, where it's. I also hate the shot where it turns around. I love that shot so I much. It's so stupid. I love that. No, so there's much. a scene where it like starts with like looking at Lena, looking at Doris, 
and it like slowly turns and Doris is like sideways. Oh, I love that shot too. I, I just think it looks like someone didn't have their phone on auto flip. No, I love that <laughs> shot too. Actually, I think it's so good. Mm, I don't like it. Sorry. Uh, you know, which is weird because like I feel like I like these shots in Oculus though. I feel like Oculus had similar types of shots, and I enjoyed them more in that. Yeah, it's also uh, that kind of shot is very much like a. A world upside down kind of shot, so it's yeah. a changing of mindset kind of shot. Maybe the point of what it's supposed to do, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I did not enjoy this movie. Did not enjoy my time. Uh, it's this is a three out of ten for me. Oh, you are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Dry and E fight about the whatever happens. I in always the movie. like it's funny to me because like. Dry like is like upset when I talk about something, but as soon as I give it like a score, he gets so like, oh my god, you can't. It's just not a three out of ten at all. The first make one's sense. a three out of ten. First what? one's a one out of ten. <laughs> it's one point less than Uncharted. Oh, that's just you're so wrong. It hurts. <laughs> Listen to that evil laugh that he has. Listen, I I want Dry to remember this moment every time he like talks about how he hates. <laughs> Undertale and like complains when Rocky's playing a video game. I'm not doing it on purpose, and Dry is also not doing it on purpose. I just want him to remember this. No, no, I do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, fair- I fucking love Undertale. Actually, I just I, I was wondering how long I could keep the bit going. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys have not seen my Undertale room. <laughs> this is actually a three room apartment. It's, <laughs> it's, it's called Undertale because it's under the house. <laughs> you got to crawl through the vents in order to get to it. Yeah. Oh man, if I, yeah. You guys ever just hear that weird like? vinyl playing of the Undertale theme. It's got to go through a vent in the living room and takes you right to the sea room. <laughs> we go down there, dry staying there, and then one of his eyes turn blue and like has the flame. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, dry as resident, quite enjoyer of this movie. I quite enjoy this movie. <laughs> uh, I do think it's fun. I don't think it's a perfect movie, and it's it's not even in my top five of Flanagan's, honestly. But I do think it's really good, and it's really fun. I think that they got a really smart filmmaker and writer to come behind this very, very silly concept. And I think it honestly does ground it quite a bit with the way that he shoots this thing. And I think the 60s, 70s throwback to film and those genres of film that were happening at the time, really clever. I think the camera work is really good. I think some of the shots are like, holy shit, that's super smart. You said a million things without having to say anything. Uh, I think the cinematography is really good in this. I think the acting is good, except for Doris in a couple of spots. And I think that's just an age thing. Um, even the best child actors are going to have some rough some, scenes. Yeah, some issues. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody just fucking nailed it. I think the acting in this is so good and believable. And they feel like actual people, not like caricatures to me. And also, given the fact that she, like, I just looked at, uh, up how old she is, and yeah, she was 11 whenever they filmed this. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. She's too old. She was supposed to be nine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I think everybody did such a good job. Um, the spots where they're able to sneak in characterization is really good. It makes you care about these characters in a way that very few of these movies even try, let alone accomplish. It's, uh, it's good stuff. I think it's a really good, fun movie. Again, not top five Flanagan's. Um, not top five horror. Maybe not even top ten horror. But I think it's really good. I think it is super good. It's not a three. <laughs> I would give it a 7.5. Okay. Um, like, again, it's not like the most amazing thing It's like thing a negative ever. three, basically, from a ten. <laughs> 
not the most amazing thing ever, but I really do enjoy it. And if you were to take in the factor of that it's a prequel to an awful, awful movie, this is a 10 out of 10. If you factor in the original movies. In uh, terms of quality. improvements on the original. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. It's almost like, like though, for how much you're saying how bad the first one was, it's like if they somehow took, um, not the Princess Diaries, what the fuck was that? Uh, the Christmas Prince? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they took the Christmas Prince franchise, made a fourth one, and it was actually a good romance. Yeah. <laughs> that would Impossible. be... I think it is impossible at this point, but give it to Mike Flanagan, see what happens. I guess I don't know. <laughs> that did like actually end, right? They didn't make another one. I don't know. Actually, I, I think, hope so. No, it didn't technically end. There's a Christmas Prince uh, MCU kind of thing, Christmas Baby or whatever, right? No, there's there are other movies that take place in the Christmas Prince yeah. universe, and they are referenced in it. I know we we did swear off of it just because three was so nothing. It was so bad. Yeah, we're done with those. We're yeah. not going back to that. <laughs> Um, if they kept being really bad and funny, it would be great, but yeah. they just got bad. Just bad. Only bad. Well, that is Ouija, the origins of evil. The yeah. origins of evil. The origins yeah. of evil. Uh, very, very different opinions on this one from yeah. someone. Yeah. yeah, from somebody. <laughs> from someone. Who knows? Who knows? If you know, let us know. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us for any reason, we have a link tree L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you a link to all of our social media, all of our podcast stuff, though you probably know what you want to watch us on. And listen to listen us on, to rather. Us. You can watch the screen. You can you can stare at that bar go across the screen. <laughs> That's going to take about an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and our Twitch streams every Wednesday, every Saturday, some Mondays we play video games. Uh, Wednesday it's me and Drya. Drya should have just finished up Frog Detective. Frog Detective three. Three, yeah, the third one. The uh, final frogging. The final frog tier. Uh, they just announced a uh, a console port of that. Nice. You love consoles. I love consoles, but I'm too bad I'm or you haven't gonna have played it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then I don't. We'll see what the heck's happening after that. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Drya won't be here. Uh, I won't be here. Me and Robbie will figure out something. He should be done with Anodyne 2, but we'll see today. Hopefully. Yeah. We're pretty sure. We're pretty sure. If not, he's real close, you know? <laughs> You've been saying that for three episodes. <laughs> I have not. I have told you that it would be like two or three streams, two or stream th- three streams ago. Yeah, I keep saying only one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's turned to Undertale all over again. Like, he's Undertale was 100% my fault, and I, I feel bad. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. No, I, I it's fine, but I feel bad that I kept telling Dry like, yeah, we're pretty close. And it's like four hours into the stream, and he's like, E, we can't keep going. I'm like, we're so close, though. And then the next stream's three hours. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. And on Mondays, me and D, who is a frequent guest on this podcast, play fighting games, random ones. We got a big old wheel, and we spin it and see what we play. Uh, it's a lot of arcade games and a lot of bad arcade games, and they always are really weird. Seems like you guys sometimes have a great time with the worst ones. They there's some are so funny how bad they are, and some are like just funny, like what the fuck is even happening? Why am I a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. the last game we played had this dude that's just in a dog costume, not I like did, a nice. mascot one, like half furry. <laughs> did not see that part. Uh, it was weird. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. It also just had card capture Sakura. Like, it wasn't her, like, by name, but, like, it was clearly just they stole card captured Sakura. 
I don't know who that is, but it's okay. a magic. It's like one of the magical girl series. Oh, okay. It's huh. so funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have we have a lot of fun on those, and those are shorter ones if you don't want to commit to a longer stream. They are shorter. Uh, so yeah, uh, tune in all of that stuff. Hey, if you want, you could give us a follow on our Twitch. We're, we're so close, guys. So, so close. close, close. One away. We're one away. <laughs> Somehow, every time. Yeah. Uh, tune into that. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, thank you guys for listening and watching. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, get us out of here. So, if you're out and about and you're going to be playing Ouija, make sure to do it alone. Yeah, in make a sure graveyard not to play it alone. Make sure to. With dead people. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah, make sure to play alone in a graveyard and never say goodbye. <laughs> and always look through the plant chat every single time. <laughs> Only good things will happen if you do it that way. But if this is the very first time you've listened to us, or you've been since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.